Welcome to Living the Good Life Podcast, where we bring you messages, thoughts, and advice for living the good life. Today's message is brought to us by Brother Larry Dishman. I ask you to open up the Word of God to Galatians 6. Galatians 6, 9. And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Never, never quit. Never, never quit. No matter what happens, don't quit. As he said, let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Have you ever felt like quitting? If you're a human being and you've got blood going through your body, probably sometime in your life, possibly many times, The flesh felt like quitting. There are other times that we may think we have a right to quit. We grow weary in our work. We're not appreciated by others or we feel that we have been treated unjustly. Things like this happen, never, never quit. Often the tendency of so many of us is to be overcome and overrun by the culture around us. For some, it becomes easier simply to give up trying than to hold on to biblical principles and go along with the culture. Many are prone to give up when they stand for what they feel like is right and others make light of them and ridicule them. Some of us, seem to be geared to think that if we do not compromise in a certain situation, we might lose our position. We might even lose a promotion. Giving up and starting over is never the answer. I think that's the way the devil works many times is to convince people, well, you don't, you just want to give up altogether, but just for the time being, give up. You can always get started later. That is never the answer. Daniel had figured out who he wanted to be on his side. He knew whose side he wanted to be on. And I love this scripture in Daniel 1, 8, where it says, but Daniel purposed in his heart. Dear ones, there's some things we need to get purposed in our heart And one of the things we need to purpose down deep in our hearts, never, never quit. I'm never quitting by the grace of God. Even if I fall down, I'm not quitting. I'm going to get back up again. Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's meat, nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore, he requested of the prince of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. You see, to quit means to give up, to relinquish, to put aside, to discontinue, to cease to perform. Isn't it sad to think about all the people we know over the we've known over the years that quit, give up? It's sad to think about quitting in any situation, but it's doubly sad to think about those who live for God, some people I know live for God for many, many years 
and they allowed the devil to work on them to the degree that they quit. Never, never give up. How many of you know how to walk? Well, did you ever, was you ever tempted to quit trying to walk when you was learning to walk? Just decide to crawl the rest of your life because you fell down? Did you ever fall down while you was learning to walk? Did you ever bang your head on anything? It wasn't easy, was it? But look at you now. You're pretty good at it. Amen. You kept trying, didn't you? Well, that's what the Bible tells us to do. Never, never give up. Keep trying to follow in the footsteps of Jesus Christ. Amen. Let's begin with a question. What causes people to give up? While there are a lot of reasons why people give up, usually you can narrow it down to one of five. They get hurt, they get tired, they get scared, they get comfortable, and they lose hope. That's what happens to a lot of folks. Somebody say, well, my wife won't come to church with me. Well, don't give up because of that. My husband won't come with me no more. Well, don't give up because he won't come. You might be able to win him back. You might be able to win her back. Amen. Don't give up on prayer. Have you ever given up on God? I'm not talking about actually backsliding, but just giving up on believing that God's ever going to answer your prayers. Don't quit praying for those that you care about. God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And that includes Your family, that includes the people that you've been praying for. Perhaps there's somebody here tonight and you've been praying years for somebody. You've been praying years about a situation. Don't quit. God delights in answering prayer. He loves to answer prayer. Don't give up when you're long asked and sought after and knocked for prayers have not yet been answered. That's what the devil, the devil said, look how long you've been praying about all this and things are getting worse instead of better. You might as well quit. Never, never give up. When I think about this, I can't help think about the story in Luke, the 18th chapter and verse number one. He spake a parable unto them, this end that men ought to always pray and not to faint. Saying there was in the city a judge which feared not God, neither regarded man. And there was a widow in that city And she came unto him saying, avenge me of my adversary. And he would not for a while, but afterward he said within himself, though I fear not God nor regard man, yet because this widow troubleth me, I will avenge her, lest her continual coming she weary me. And the Lord said, hear what the unjust judge saith. And shall not God avenge his own elect, which cry day and night unto him, though he bear long with them? I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth. A widow in Bible times was even more helpless than a widow today. Many knows what it is to be a widow. You know what it is all of a sudden to have all the responsibilities. Suddenly, you have to make all the decisions. Amen. And But in those days, a woman had... Very little rights in the society. 
people would not pay much attention to a widow in that day. The word widow in the Greek language actually means helpless, without strength. And here's a lady. She's helpless. She's without strength. And she comes to the judicial system of that day and appeals her case. And I like what the Bible said. He would not for a while. But after he said within himself, though I fear not God, nor regard man, yet because this widow troubleth me, I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming she weary me. Amen. The judge said, because she's persistent, she is so emotionally involved in this, he began to worry. You know what? It might be easier just to go ahead and give it to her. Because this is the type of woman that's not going to take no for an answer. And Jesus said, did you hear what he said? Shall not God avenge his own elect, which cry day and night unto him? Never, never quit. Never quit in service. So I said, well, I don't think I'm just going to set myself down. Just, I think I'm going to quit. I don't think I'll stay in the choir no more. I don't think I'm, gonna, I'm just going to come to church here. Why? Well, I, I'm really not where I ought to be. Well, don't quit then. Get the need met in your life. That's one of the first steps to quitting is to quit service. Even things may get rough, don't quit. Paul said, if God be for us, who can be against us? Let me tell you something. God is for you. If God be for us, who can be against us? You know what happened to Peter? He quit too soon. He did not persevere in his service. John 21, 3, Simon Peter saith unto them, I go fishing. They say unto him, we also go with thee. They went forth and entered into a ship and immediately that night they caught nothing. Jesus had been crucified, buried, and resurrected. But Peter decided it's time to go back to fishing. He had been called from his fishing boat to become a fisher of men. Have we given up on what God wants us to do? Have you Have you given up on what God called you to do? Perhaps you feel it doesn't matter, but it does matter. Never quit. Maybe you feel someone else can do a better job. Never quit. Perhaps you're just tired. Never quit. Don't quit in love. Never quit in love. Love for the lost. Sometimes it's hard to keep loving the lost. But we must remember where we was when Jesus saved us. Do you remember where he found you? I'm glad that God didn't give up on me. And I'm glad the saints didn't give up on me. They kept loving me and they kept praying for me. Amen. Don't quit loving one another, saints. Keep loving one another. John 13, 34, in the new commandment, I give unto you that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also may love one another. By this shall all men know that you are my disciples if you have loved one to another. And don't quit loving the word of God. I love the word of God, don't you? Don't quit loving the word of God. It gives light and understanding. Psalms 119 and verse number 130. The entrance of thy word giveth light. It giveth understanding unto the simple. 
Psalm 119 and verse number nine, wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way by taking heed thereunto according to thy word. Something about this word that it preserves us, it protects us. Psalm 119 verse number 11, thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. There's something about this precious book that it strengthens us. Psalm 119, 28 says, My soul melted for heaviness. Strengthen thou me according unto thy word. Let me tell you something. The devil cannot defeat the word of God, nor the child of God that's standing upon the word of God. Never, never quit. Don't ever quit. Amen. It brings peace. Psalm 119, verse 165, Great peace have they which love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. Now listen to me, don't give up when the field the Lord has assigned you to is hard and the harvest does not look promising, amen? Don't give up when the field the Lord has assigned you to is hard and the harvest does not look promising. Don't give up when your reputation is damaged because you're trying to be faithful to Jesus. You know what David did? He encouraged himself. Many years ago, I've carried this in my Bible for many years. I add to it from time to time. Very few times have I ever shared it, but I'm going to share it with you. Things I pick up over the years. It says, who am I? I'm just a nobody who's telling everybody about somebody that can save anybody. Amen. I'm a part of the fellowship of the unashamed. I've stepped over the line. The decision has been made. I'm a disciple of Jesus Christ. I'm finished and done with low living. I don't have to be praised. I don't have to be recognized. I don't have to be regarded. I don't have to be rewarded. I cannot be bought, compromised, delayed, deluded, detoured, lured away, turned back. I'll not flinch, hesitate in the presence of the adversary, negotiate at the table of the enemy, ponder at the pool of popularity. I no longer need popularity, position, preeminence, promotion, prosperity. You see, my face is set. My goal is heaven, my road is narrow, my way is rough, my companions are few, my guide is reliable, my mission is clear, my future is secure, my past is redeemed, my presence makes sense, and I won't turn back. I won't look back, and I won't slow down. You know what we need to do? All God's people need to get up and look up and measure up and shake up and shape up and straighten up and wake up. And I tell the devil, I don't brag on myself, but by the grace of God, I'm not going to back up or blow up or crack up or dry up or give up or freeze up or let up or put up or shut up or slow up or split up until I'm built up and dressed up and filled up and fired up and lined up and lit up and paid up and prayed up and preached up and shined up and stirred up and stored up and ready to go up. And I decided I'd just rather wear out for God than to rust out for the devil. I can say by the grace of God, I'm not going under, I'm going over. I'm not looking back, I'm looking forward. And by the grace of God, I'm not defeated. I'm victorious. I'm not a loser. I'm a winner. I do not dwell in the darkness. I dwell in the light. You may say you act like a nut, but at least I'm screwed onto a boat that the devil doesn't have a wrench for. 
I must go till he comes, give till I drop, preach till all know him, work till he stops me. And when he comes, by the grace of God, I'll hear him say, well done, thou good and faithful service. You've been faithful over a few things. Because you see, I'm just an old beggar that found some bread one day. And I'm trying to show other beggars where they can find some bread also. Amen. I read that to myself every once in a while. By the grace of God, I'm not quitting. Amen. Don't quit because you failed or you've fallen. Just because you failed, just because you've fallen, you still don't have to quit. The only way to kill your testimony is to die without one. If, however, you're alive and you feel like you've killed your testimony, why don't you start and rebuild that testimony? You can do that by the grace and help of God. Amen. Don't allow falling down to make you feel like you're a failure. Amen. You can lose a lot of battles and still win the war. I tell you, I've lost some battles, but by the grace of God, I'm going to win this war. Last time you failed, did you stop trying because you failed or did you fail because you stopped trying? You know what happens? A lot of people, they just stop trying. If you get up one more time and you fall down, you'll hear him say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. If you fall down, don't wallow, repent. Get your eyes off yourself. Fix your eyes on Jesus and get back up and fight this fight of faith. Because the Bible says in the book of 1 John, the first chapter, verse number 9, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. The Bible says in 1 John 2, verses 1 and 2, my little children, these things I write unto you that you sin not. That's the rule. That's the command. But, and if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous, he's a perpetuation for our sins, not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. So this leads us to the question, how can I keep from giving up? Accept your own limitations. The quickest path to giving up is to try to be Superman or Superwoman. You can't do everything. So it's important that you focus on what you can do. Don't get so busy in the kingdom that you don't have time for the king. Amen. You can't do everything. Don't overload yourself. Secondly, position yourself for renewal. Listen to what 2 Corinthians 4.16 says, For which cause we faint not, but though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. That's something we got to have. Position yourself for renewal. If you don't position yourself for renewal, you're going to be tempted to quit. You're going to be tempted to give up. We're all getting older. I'm getting older. You're getting older. We're breaking down physically. We might be able to slow the process a little bit, but we can't reverse it. We're getting older. But we don't have to break down internally. Amen. Even though our bodies start breaking down, we don't have to break down on the inside. How do we avoid that? Exactly what the Apostle Paul said. Though our outward man perishes, the inward man is renewed day by day. Renew that inward man day by day. Paul got recharged 
every day. You know what? You got to get recharged every single day or you're going to be tempted to quit and give up. You quickly give up if you aren't positioning yourself to be renewed regularly. Recharge. You need rest if you're going to persevere. Positioning for renewal also means learning to get into the presence of God. When you pray, when you read God's word, when you praise him, you're positioning yourself for renewal. And then live in the light of eternity. 2 Corinthians 4, 16, from which cause we faint not, but though our outward man perishes, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. Remember, Paul experienced all kinds of trials. Friend, I don't have any complaints. When I think about the Apostle Paul, and if you will think about your life and put it upside the Apostle Paul, I believe you can agree with us. We really do not have any complaints. He was beaten with rods, shipwrecked, criticized, amen. But friend, he called them these light afflictions. Why? He had an eternal perspective. Friend, just do me a favor. Take all the pain and all the heartache and all the rejection and all the misunderstanding, all the evil encounters, all the hatred that's been directed towards you, all the malice that you've had to endure, all the sadness and all the tears and all the sleepless nights and all the fear and all the doubt and all the worry and all the confusion and all the perplexity and all the sickness and all the broken dreams and add it all up, total it up to whatever fantastic sum it may come to and then add to that the sadness of every funeral that you've attended for the death of some loved one. Think about all that death has taken from you. Meditate on it. Make the sum as large as you can and place it on one side of the ledger. Then, my friend, take the word of God. Take the promises of God. Take the love of God, the power of God, the plan of God, the wisdom of God, the kindness of God, the sovereignty of God, the grace of God. Then add to that the death of God's son and the infinite transforming power towards us who believe and then add to that the resurrection of the son of God who came forth from the tomb undefeated alive from the dead holding the keys of death and hell in his hands and declared to be king of kings of Lord and Lord and factor it all in Then add to that the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, the down payment on all, the promises of God, and the guarantee of our salvation. Now put that sum on the other side of the ledger. You do the figuring. Which is greater, your sorrows or the vast, immeasurable promises of God made in his word, guaranteed by the Holy Spirit, purchased for us by the death and the resurrection of our Lord. Or, if you're not that good in math, then let the Apostle Paul figure it up because he's already did the figuring and here's what he came up with. Amen? We'll soon receive our eternal glory, he said, that far outweighs 
far more exceedingly, not just exceedingly, but far more exceedingly. I like that compared to anything we've had to go through in this life. That was Jesus' perspective. The author of Hebrews tells us, Jesus endured the cross, despised the shame, amen, for the joy that was set before him. If we're going to persevere, if we've got it settled, I'm not quitting. By the grace of God, I'm not quitting. You got that settled? I'm not quitting this time. I'm going to stay in here. Then we must focus on eternity. Amen. When you have your eyes on eternity, your struggles seem small. When you're focused on the prize and not the problems, they become insignificant. It's easy to become wrapped up in what is seen, what I see, what I feel, and lose sight of eternal things. But the future will never be reached if we give up now. When you have your eyes on eternity, your struggles seem small. Only he who sees the invisible can do the impossible. Measured by eternity, the hardships of this life will not be long. And by your endurance, you will gain your lives. See this thing, it's like a race. You won't get any satisfaction if you don't finish the race. This race is different. There's some races only one person wins the race. But the good news is about this race that I'm in, every one of us can win the race. None of us have to be a loser. Every one of us can win. And all we got to do to win is never, never quit. When disappointments come, we got to try again. When we fail, we got to try again. When we're knocked out for the count, we got to get back up. When we fall down, we got to get back in the race. Amen. We got to continue until we obtain the prize. First Corinthians 9, 24, know you not that they which run in the race run all, but one receive the prize. So run that you may obtain. Don't quit no matter what the critics say. Don't quit no matter how people might ridicule you. Don't quit even though the going gets tough. Perseverance is the rope that ties the soul to the doorstep of heaven. You've heard it many times. When things go wrong, and they sometimes will. When the road you're trudging seems all uphill. When the funds are low and the debts are high. You want to smile, but you have to sigh. When care is pressing you down a bit, rest if you must, but don't you quit. Success is failure turned inside out. The silver tint of the clouds of doubt. And if you never tell how close you are, it may be near when it seems so far. So stick to the fight when your heart is hit. It's when things go wrong that you mustn't quit. Never, never quit. Postage stamps are getting more and more expensive, but at least they have one attribute that most of us could emulate. They stick to one thing till they get there. Amen. Let's stick to this thing till we get there. 
Amen. I don't know what worthy cause or pursuit God has placed before each one of you. And I do not know what God's message is to you. But I know one thing. God's message is to you. Never, never quit. Amen. Hang in there. Someone said, if Columbus had turned back, no one would have blamed him, but no one would have remembered him either. The margin between success and failure is often determined by one's decision, I am not quitting. I've got this thing settled. Young people, you got to get it settled now. I was a young person. I was raised in the church of God. But as a young boy, there's something about it. I saw people get saved and quit. I said, man, if I ever do this, I want to stay in this. I don't want to be like some people I saw. I want to get in this thing, and I want to stay in it. And I got in it when I was 18 years old. I'm still here today. And you can too, friend. You can stay with it. You don't have to quit. You don't have to fall by the wayside. You know, it's madness to hate all the roses because you got scratched by one thorn. To give up all your dreams because one dream didn't come true. To lose faith in prayer because one prayer wasn't answered. To give up on all your efforts because one of them failed. To condemn all your friends because one of them betrayed you. Not to believe in love because somebody was unfaithful. Remember that another chance may come up. A new friend, a new love, a new life. Never, never give up. I'm too far from where I started to turn around now. A few old songs came to my mind. Too many miles behind me. Too many trials are through. Too many tears help me to remember there's too much to gain to lose. Don't ever forget this message. Never, never quit. Thank you for listening. If you found this message helpful, please share this episode with your friends on Facebook, Messenger, or your favorite social media. If you have questions or suggestions, please message us on Facebook by searching Living the Good Life Show. A big thank you to Sister Rachel Fowler for all of her editing expertise. Until next time, keep living the good life.